join me today in our trip to outer space? Yeah. Albert Shivers. The Matrix doesn't happen. That's very true. Come along quietly or not. The general concept is that creativity flourishes in a in an atmosphere of freedom. Alright, cool. Here we are for another episode of the Planet Shivers Podcast. And we're back, the three of us, together again for a podcast. Jillian is back on. And Isaac is back on. Yes. Hello. So, today we chose a topic, and the topic is going to be each of our thoughts on if we could go back to any particular time period, or any particular event in the past, what it would be. Just going to adjust some level here, and so we'll each just go around and pick. We started this in the last episode with Stefan. Okay. And so Stefan got his out, nice. and Isaac was gonna go next. So we'll start with you. So oh, yeah. what? What's one? And like maybe like a little bit of why hmm. you choose that place. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's many places. I'm guessing uh, my probably one of my first things is we have all these like giant structures from past eons just left here, and obviously you know they've been mysteries for a very long time. You know, we have a. Uh, Kanung Padang and all these places and the, the, the Great Pyramids and stuff. So I guess it would be actually, as they're sort of on the fringes of science and archaeology, there might be like a little um, debate as to how old they are, just to see like when and how these structures would have really been uh, constructed. I'm leaning towards probably much further back than, you know, we're, we're led to believe with the uh, Cradle of Civilization mm-hmm. type narrative. Where um, you know, yeah. So you feel they're older than yeah. What I, is generally thought? Yeah, you know, I mean, there, you, you have people like the obviously the Graham Hancock's and the Robert Shocks and people like that, <clears throat> and I, I mean, there, there is um, also evidence of like say, you know, these archaeologists talk about it too, but like with the Great Pyramids of Giza in particular, there's certain spots where the um, you know, their reliefs and their hieroglyphics and all their uh, culture was actually imposed over pre-existing cracks in the structure that, like, were there, you know, definitely thousands of years before, like, like the, um, you know, the art would have been chinked onto it, mm-hmm. I suppose. And so that, like, like, that was always something I'd be curious of, just seeing how it was done with all the different theories of how it might have been and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, there's theories where... Yeah, one of my friends thinks they were built underwater. I think that's kind of an interesting notion, but probably not the case. Um, yeah. And then since the sea levels would have gone down? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, I, it's not, I'm not a giant, like, proponent of that theory, I guess. It would right, be I understand. Interesting to, to see, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely, you know, the climate around that part of the world was, you know, much different say another eight to 10,000 years mm-hmm. before, you know. I mean, even at the time of, of the, you know, the, the old kingdom, uh, Egypt, it's, you know, much greener, much more sustainable for large populations. And, um, you know, it was probably even 
further, you know, forested, I would, I would, I would say, for some reason. If you went down the road of the possibility of it being underwater initially, yeah, it could be looked at as filling in some of the gaps of the how, yeah, how you move rocks that are that large. Is, yeah, that's true. It's it's hard. But that's what it made me think of. Like, oh, that would explain the rocks. I know. Yeah, I mean. When I first heard that, I was like, damn, yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. But then again, you got to dance with the whole, like, in- advanced ancient civilization theories, which have a lot, you know, more more evidence than one would think just out there. Mm-hmm. It's just you really have to look into the people that are passionate about this and read their research and who they looked up for and go back to, you know, um, you know, accounts that, you know, not even from this century and, you know, just, mm-hmm. just read stuff like that. We would be opening a pretty big can of worms early here, but do you think there's any help from mm-hmm. above for such things, or could it be that whoever was put there who built it was from somewhere else and had the crazy I've technology already? I've never heard that theory. <laughs> oh, yeah. dear. That's fun. <laughs> Pro- probably yes and yes. I mean, the more <laughs> I look into all this crazy stuff there's really um hmm uh, again there, there's so many almost infinite potential ingredients that could have come together for these things to be there mm-hmm. versus just you know a hundred thousand men over a period of whatever it was 25,000 years and and it's the, it, there's not even really the um hmm like what am I trying to say here that what, the, what they're saying about these structures isn't even actually always accurate. And again, this is where it really pays to like just go deeper than one search and like searching to like what you know what people who are really passionate about it like found out. Like it's not you, you Google great great pyramid of Giza like the number of blocks they use and it's 2.3 million, but it's actually there's 10 million more of these giant 2.3 you know these ton rocks that are just uh, sitting there. 12, in the middle of the desert. Tw- yeah, like 12, almost and a half million sandstone blocks mm-hmm. shot up that far with, you know, rotating crews. It's it's hard to picture is what I'm saying. So that's that's yeah. why I'm like saying, hey, I wonder what actually was <laughs> the the mechanism for, you know, the, the vehicle for, um, yeah, that. And as far as above or help from above or below or just over there, yeah, or any e- extra, like, not, no, help not coming from this earth. Right. Aliens. Help from another earth. It could, yeah. We're not saying aliens, but aliens. Well, we're trying to be credible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, defi- it's definitely an alien thing to, like, uh, account for, like, anti-gravitic technology that might have been used in this sort of, like, um, drawn out in, like, primitive languages or, like, primitive depictions of shit, you know, but, you know, there's, um, like... Yeah, we can't just rely on that. Like, that's their own language that they use. So you can't entirely rule that out. But, um, yeah, every, every like, collection of a substance has its own set, like, resonance or, or vibration. And there, there are ways with, you know, the, the, the energetic, well, like, the elemental forces just inherently around to, like, reverse that, that almost create, like, a standing wave is how I've, I've been understanding it you know mm-hmm. if something has a, a a charge in space i mean it can be reversed somehow i just i mean i'm not ruling out 
the, the possibility that shit can float if you, you know, blast it at the correct frequency that mm -hmm. all of its atoms are vibrating at. So, but that, again, it's like very hard to uh, um, determine that. But again, the math that is in like the canon sort of scientific record doesn't really add up if you like go deep into it. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't just all I'll go and say aliens because what we may perceive as these aliens, these lights may just be, you know, over there somewhere at a different part or it could be up there, under there or like another another sort of when, you know, almost like an inter interdimensional type of thing, me. So is what you're saying different planes? Yeah, almost. That's also a phenomenon just where... Oh, I, like, like the theory of a limbo kind of a thing? A limbo or just that there's like different realms kind of inhabited in the same space that just sort of exist. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. stuff like that. So, and I don't know. I mean, I've had a couple crazy weird things happen that would sort of lead me to believe that, that there's um, methods for consciousness over here or, you know, over there to come here and vice versa. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> not really sure where I'm going with that. But um, yeah, it's just a, it's a mind boggling thing to me. Like, like all these, all these sites all over the world that are just perfectly mathematically coordinated to, I guess, just lay out their history and their crop cycles and, you know, their, their whole spiel. So yeah, maybe it would, it would have been a different place thinks it might have been I don't know again it's all just like language and language barrier because I mean at an atomic level or whatever or it's like at the uh, nucleic level when you look at these particles that are kind of like the zeros and ones of whatever substance or you know collection of molecules that are making a particular thing it's like I don't know I guess what string theory states it's all just a certain again like um, packet of like light information or energy or potential en energy it's just like a different a, a, um, light at a certain wavelength you know so at a certain point every everything in the universe would be made either as a, a the presence of energy or n like void you know just nothing at all and just based upon those two that duality the whole sort of observable universe at least from a Small human perspective, the whole thing. Yeah, pre-Younger Dryas, for sure. Anywhere <laughs> on the coast. In terms like a number, how long ago do you believe that was? See, that's this thing, man. <laughs> I right. wish I would so, say... So, I would say... To, according pre, to what you feel. Pre-Ice Age, pre-Ice yeah, pre Age, I would... I, I feel would be a, a solid... In mm -hmm. my mind, just never seen these structures in person. Mm -hmm. From my information, yeah. I would say before the... Um, the Loring Tide Ice Sheet was, you know, uh, rapidly melted and changed the world drastically. Yeah. 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 High societies of days of yore. Yeah. That would make sense, though. Putting it in those terms. Yeah. It's one, ice age. Yeah, it's it would it's one uh, explanation yet to be unproven. Mm -hmm. Most would agree. And you get to ride a woolly mammoth. Yeah. <laughs> Giant sloths and bears and beavers would be great. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And people too. That's another thing that I don't see what big leap is with megafauna where how there's again. I know I've definitely I think Stefan we talked about this with that, like if there's a there's a 
bigger version, a bigger copy of almost most of the animals r rolling around today. Why not? Like, why exclude us? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, it's another thing. So now, would that be it? Would that be a Neanderthal, or would that be closer to the Sasquatch side of things? Yeah, it or could, either. Yeah, I imagine crazy. either. It yeah. could be. Yeah, it could be. Could be both. I mean, yeah, there was the, um, you know, there's all these higher orders of hominids, which, you know, I guess we're, we're part of, you know, so, again, you have the great apes, the great, um, yeah, in short, <laughs> yes, I mean, but I, I'd even go as far to say that there's, um, you know, the modern, with the Cro-Magnon at the time, or the, like a more modern version of a human, there was probably possible that that model of biology was also present in, in, a, in a higher, you know, um, higher scale, just because mm -hmm. there was so, so fewer people, or you know, or just, yeah, or, or so fewer organisms that could have great capabilities of destroying the environment, and there was just much more resources readily available. So it's like it's like a goldfish in a big ass tank. It's they're just gonna get huge, you know, because mm -hmm. there's no limitations. So yeah, giants, which would also tie back to my my weird pipe vision of a. You know, yeah, giants and Bigfoots fucking heaving rocks up with, you know, <laughs> telekinesis and building these massive stone structures. But, mm -hmm. again, it's digression. No, but it, would aim, it could answer one of those questions. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, because yeah. the people were bigger, they could move bigger oh, yeah. things. Yeah. And there, yeah, there's accounts of it. And should I think Washington wrote about it in his journals. He dug up giant bones, you know, in the mounds that they were, you know, claiming and doing all this stuff with yeah George yeah okay. good, good old George <laughs> but um see I, I have not heard that so he wrote in journals about yeah I excavating mean yep him and I'm sure other you know other uh, colonist settlers at that time villagers whatever you know I mean there, there's photos of him and stuff and yeah, we probably all heard of, at this point the Smithsonian the whole ex uh, Smithsonian cover-up thing. Apparently, there's a big stockpile of them in the basement of one of their facilities and stuff. You know. Oh, I heard about that. that oh, like um, giant bones. Yeah, the Smithsonian and like other museums, like they have more valuable things. They're just like tucked away, hidden mm -hmm. in their facilities. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. My question, not I. I believe that they do it. That's not where I'm coming from. But what would one game? Why hide it? I honestly, my best thought is just immediately thinking of, uh, I mean, how many times it was the Mona Lisa stolen? To the point where, to this day, people speculate if what is in the Louvre right now is even the original Mona Lisa. Right. Because it's been in so many different hands. Like, if you got something that's really valuable, that is really, so. I feel like there's either a private collector like just storing it there mm -hmm. and they would need the consent to have it be public or they're just afraid if something is that valuable part of our history to to risk anything happening to it. Okay. Mm -hmm. That yeah. answer is part of my I think to me. But yeah. yeah. The, my other thing, okay, don't want to display it. That I that I understand. Yeah. But send a guy with a camera down there. 
And journal it. Like, bum, bum, bum. Yeah, yeah. Big like, old. It, it, it can be public knowledge without it being publicly displayed, I feel like. That's a good point. So, and I'm not arguing with you in particular, but it's just like, but why cover it all? Like, who cares? Like, so, oh. what is like, what is it that would be bad for us to know that we, like all the other fauna of that time period, were larger? Yeah, probably uh, social engineering to a certain degree, or to keep, you know, <laughs> this is hard, like, funny stuff to talk about, you know, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like, if, like, I'm sure, like, the oceans, you know, we know a very, very small little, little sliver of where the origins of most of the stuff in this world, you know, so it's, like... It's still discovering. If, yeah. In, like, the terms of them, or whoever, like, they, lords, whatever, like, if if just the layman, or the, 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 the commoner, so to speak, were to have the, the, the absolute truth about what like humanity as a whole knows and has that knowledge and that power and then I feel like it would instill a lot more power into the individual knowing like the, the truth about things and that, that would just open up a gate of way more knowledge and like wonder and understanding and each individual would probably be a lot more powerful with more knowledge and wisdom and I guess that narrative if there were like these giant creatures that we don't generally know about or are told exist you know it would it would just really upset the sort of co- consensus reality that everyone's sort of paying taxes for, you know. Mm. So, and it's the same thing with with Bigfoot, Monkey Man. You know, it's like it would probably destroy the parks and recreation <laughs> um, industry. Is what one thing I've heard. But again, another akin to that, you know, it would if if all that was like aliens are real, you know, giants, Bigfoot, all this stuff, you know, it's like. Everyone has a lot of existential thinking and transformation to do. So, maybe that's yeah. one thought. Yeah, it would change everything. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So Just like, even certain little bits of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's either, like, keep people sort of somewhat happy or, or, or complacent with their, like, stable, stability in their lives, even if they're not amazing, or it's like you open up the door for... You know, I, there's there's a lot. It's hard to hard to word all these things, but yeah. You know, during COVID, didn't they like? Didn't the government they officially announce that there were sightings of aliens. UFOs? Yeah. yeah, and everybody was so jaded. No, no, they were this, just like, yeah, they yeah. were just. So, yeah, maybe if something bad enough happens in the world, they'd be like, yeah, Bigfoot, it's real. Yeah, yeah go whatever. Go find it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Project yeah, just, just shrug it off. <laughs> just keep going. He's out there. It's fine. Yeah. Cool. What if, what if they Lock gave this all the monster next? They gave all the Bigfoot COVID and now they're all extinct. That would be. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Maybe that was the whole point of COVID. Yeah. Is is that people okay? are getting too smart. We're top dog again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> WVFW, Brooklyn, New York. Swedes are special people. They live longer than anyone and never go to war. Why? Because for thousands of years they have unlocked the secrets of the universe inside themselves. Now comes this special woman, Madam Ava from Sweden, to unlock your secrets. Call this number, use your push-button phone, and she will give you a personalized reading about you, your life, love, success, and future. Call now, Madam Ava, $1.95 a minute. So, yeah. where would you go? 
Uh, so it's funny that you brought up the pyramids because I was thinking of the Library of Alexandria. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like kind of a similar time and people don't even know if it's real or not. And mm-hmm. if it is, what is in it? Like what disappeared for, in theory, all of time? I mean, it's as much of a mystery as right. Atlantis. Mm-hmm. That's probably like lose if the internet went out forever today is like what that something like that was. Yeah, basically. You know? mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I would just want to even see if it was real and if it was what was in it. And, you know, so many different speculations and maybe the instructions of how to build a pyramid is in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <What's> the, shit? <laughs> the underwater theory for the pyramids I never heard of before, but I'm not sure if it like holds because if something has been underwater for a specific period of time, like it, whatever it is usually has some sort of proof that it was underwater, you know, there, like it absorbs something, there's minerals, there's like some there, sort there of sign. erosion damage on both the Sphinx and the pyramids. There were for oh, there were. a period of time, yeah, like partially submerged and then there was like wind and water erosion for like a long time. Like it was, it was at one point totally buried up to the head in, in sand, I think. So again, that's the the Robert Shock dude who's big on that theory. Yeah. That was actually like a, a whole anatomically perfect lion that just sort of got like whittled down to a nub, and so they just put the dude's head on it. So. That's fantastic. You know the way that we have evolved so much. You know, I highly doubt that somebody that looks like us looked exactly yeah. like that thousands of years ago like yeah. we have evolved we have changed we have adapted to our current environment and the environment back then was so drastically different i mean i can't even imagine what the air would be like without the fucking full air pollution so nice <laughs> so good yeah so nice yeah. <laughs> so fresh right. and uh there are a lot of things that uh in my opinion i feel that they were more advanced in their culture than we are and that was thousands of years ago i wouldn't mind just chilling and checking it out Mm -hmm. seeing what it's all about i do think they were definitely more intellectually advanced yeah i mean think about how they were able to write things that were still salvageable thousands of years later how Mm -hmm. like how did things survive that could be translated, that could be adapted to this day. Mm-hmm. You know, we still talk about Socrates and Aristotle and plays that they had, like mm-hmm. the theater. Like, it's it was so well documented that we have, you know, a lot of information about them. And that's wild to me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and even their theories, like so many of them still hold up to this day. And they didn't even have technology like we have. Right. I guess I don't know if the sim- simpler is a bit, is a good word for the way of life back then, but I mean, there's a lot, a lot less unnecessary, you know, things that we have today that are you know distracting and kind of keeping us from a, a, a more like healthy nature, you know. So Agreed. yeah, you just you gotta well, worry about like animals and the warring city states and you just sit around and drink stuff and think about it <laughs> like I guess there was you know there was a lot less hindrances on our our uh, the ability for us to cultivate skills and like grow our intellect and just have to rely on our own you know in- intellect and just 
gut feeling about stuff. So we were much more like, you know, complete beings, I feel, back then. Much less was done. I, I agree. I, I feel that they probably were more enriched mm -hmm. with their lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But did more of this. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> yeah. be upset about that. But, yeah. As you said, they might, I mean, maybe they looked pretty weird, who knows? Or at least very different from how we look today. Yeah. Like it'd be, it would be neat seeing, like, what the, the physical sort of, you know, deal was. The human phenotype. Yeah, you know? and you look at old old paintings. Yeah, I was right. about to bring that up. Ooh, if, Renaissance paintings even. Yeah, if if those paintings were true realism. It'd be like, oh gosh. Like, wow. <laughs> Marie Antoinette looks fucking weird. Yeah. So, like, you know, long faces, different features that just don't really exist anymore. Yeah. Or is it just simply, you know, artists being artists? Or did... Over those long period of time, our feelings on what looks good and what doesn't just has changed and made us into what we look like now. Mm -hmm. Well, that also, like, the theory of beauty, which is a whole other topic. Right. Um, but it, it's based on that, on that concept alone. Because, you know, the standards of beauty have changed so much. I mean... Even just look at the past 20 years. Like how drastic the perception of beauty has changed just in 20 yeah. years. And then you go hundreds and thousands of years. Like, can't keep up. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's something that's uh, it's interesting because, like, even different cultures and the way that they have portraits, if they did portraits, like how, how different the people look from one another mm -hmm. so yeah i would think it would definitely like their interpretation of what is attractive definitely plays a role into how they portrayed these people usually royalty mm -hmm. um and what they looked like yeah yeah i wonder that too it's like it seems like the whole thing of art has just been this giant building like a building up to a precipice almost of like how it's evolved you know almost, you know like the pyramid i don't know but um like I, I think like is it possible someone like back like in just some sumerian chicken farmer was just like this genius had this amazing like way to process visual stuff and could just like look at a person and like just draw a photorealistic like perfectly proportionate portrait of someone yeah. yeah, but you know, but someone like way far back when the, all the, all their portraits were like, you know, oh, like cavemen. Yeah, yeah. It's like, was there a caveman that was just like, hmm, and they just had that weird like, right, like just a caveman dimension. genius weirdness to just know how to portray things, or is it like people, the only people rich enough to like hire artists with like these weird inbred lords or something, you know? I like, mm -hmm. it's hard to. I would there. I would think there would have to be some version of art from top to bottom. There probably was, if we go like Neanderthals, cavemen. There probably was more artwork, and what we see on the walls of the cave paintings of animals, that to me always looked more like a set of plans. 
Hmm. Uh, you know, imagine if, like, this is how you catch the buffalo. We put two guys over here. Okay, so Lou and Fred, you're here. The buffaloes are going to run this. Because that's what it always looked like to me, yeah. as, like, these are our plans. This is how we hunt. Yeah. And we're going to record it so that oh, we shit. know. <laughs> yeah, that actually makes fucking perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, here's a, here's a fucking deal, guys. Yeah. Yeah. So. And like, what better place to put it on the wall? Uh, exactly. You, know, uh, you don't have to hang a plasma TV there yeah. back then. Dandy. It's like there for everyone to see. And it tells the story every day. Yeah, man. That is a, that is a very good point. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it was, that's probably just the, the hunter's capability if we were to break it down into, like, you know, right. I'm sure the weird, like, shaman type figure or the artist. I mean, probably just made stuff out of, like, feathers or you know just yeah. anything that would have disintegrated and you know reformed in time mm-hmm. and, and you yeah. know like they're if the Indians used all of the buffalo mm-hmm. you know that back even further they were probably still doing the same thing and utilizing every inch of bigger animals right, right. mammoths giant bisons whatever they were hunting Yep, yep. Yeah, no, like, no much choice. I no, mean, it was use use everything. So that's exactly. a lot of ivory. So you imagine. Yeah, it could. <laughs> that is. And we and the fact that you bring it up, we at least I haven't. You don't hear as much about neo like Neanderthal cavemen, shaman, mm. medicine men. Yeah. You know, we kind of have one idea of, of one of those guys. Yeah. Low brow, loincloth, stick, pointy stick. Yep. All ooged up. Yeah. But we don't really hear about, because there had to be medicine men and, and spiritualists and shaman. There had to be, right? Right, well, yeah. No, it's I, the hunters and the gatherers and we don't really hear much about the gatherers. Yeah. Well, yeah. So. The gatherers stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I'm sure, like, yeah, people were, you know, as time went on, their, like, sort of, their thing was discovered as as early as possible, and then they just proceeded, but I'm sure each person, I mean, whatever, if you consider it, like, a class-based thing or not, but, I mean, I'm sure each individual had kind of a sort of well, like, well-rounded range of skills, but, yeah, no, there was definitely... I just think that there's there's more people that are more sensitive to like electricity, for example, or there's you know what you would consider it, uh, intuitive or clairvoyant or just just intelligent, you know. So it's like naturally these these like mysterious figures or like these leaders of you know all this um, ethereal stuff would, would just come to you know they they would just sort of. They were definitely around. They were definitely, you know, the chief needed someone to let him know. Yeah. Is, yeah. It, is it gonna rain for the next three days, or are we, are, are we gonna die if we embark on this journey tomorrow? And he's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't think about that. There was always a weatherman. Look, right. Yeah. He just read runes. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what it. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Sure. Remind me of a George Carlin bit. The the natives who did the rain dance did they practice? Did they have rain dance <laughs> practice? And if it didn't rain during practice, 
how did they know that they got it right? Oh, this, yeah. <laughs> or did the rain god know this is just practice? <laughs> and hold off. And hold off. <laughs> Until they were ready. <laughs> Give the best idea. performance to the rain god. This is Sandy Becker saying, keep cooking with Crisco. It's all vegetable. It's digestible. I like Albert. And the others are okay. But I really want to go home. So, for, for my idea, it's a little bit, in a bigger picture, it's a little more all-encompassing mm. in the end. But I'll start off with, I, I went with an event, but the meaning of it could be any event. So, the first thing that I thought of was to go to when Louis Armstrong left New Orleans he went to Chicago first. Jazz was like at its peak. It was at its most wildly popular. Not swing, Benny Good, not Benny Good, like Glenn Miller, nice swing music. It was just raw and wild. Still, it hadn't really reached the 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 high to do yet. It wasn't finally too. White good. folks were still calling it jungle music. That era, when Armstrong goes up to Chicago and starts his bands and starts sitting with other bands, I would want to be at those shows. I wouldn't want to hear studio recordings. I wouldn't want to... I thought about it. Ooh, maybe would I want to be in the studio when they record? No. I'd want to be at a show to watch what I feel like from hearing the recordings to be completely free and unbridled creativity because when I listen to certain songs from that era that's what I feel that I hear is these are men and women who are experts on their instrument and that gives them this ultimate freedom to experiment in a new exciting form of music I second that. That would be a, that'd be a hell of a show. And, and that could be any, like it could be any show. Like it doesn't have, that would be my, one of my number one choices. But at the same time, like imagine seeing Alice Cooper, the way Zappa seen them, at just a shitty little dive bar, the local rednecks throwing bottles at them, right at their beginning. Mm. Or, seeing like an early early Richard Pryor and half of it would be in his head and half of it would be completely improvised or to witness Carlin when he went from being very straight edge to very counterculture not like witnessing that shift of him because if you like I've listened to a lot of comedy records and when we would, when you watch, just because we've all seen them, if you watch a Carlin special from later in his life, you're just watching something that is finely tuned, polished material. Right. That doesn't have a lot of deviation. But they all deviated a lot as they were experimenting with new material. Yeah, they're artists. Or just up there riffing to a room and like to see some of those 
older comedians at their beginnings when everything really started to kick. And there, even Lenny Bruce would be another one. Oh, wow. To just, like, see them in their prime. Yeah. In, like, a small environment. And even with Armstrong. I'd find the, the tightest jazz club. Like, I'm not talking a hall or a garden, Master Square Garden. I am talking little, tight, hole-in-the-wall places where... Like those seedy you bars You really in New feel York. like you're involved. Yeah. yeah. You know, the 80s are still having their big moment, too, but I feel like the 70s are creeping around. Okay. Like, we're going a little... For, like, we're clinging on to nostalgia in any era possible that isn't yeah. this era. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, a, there's a, a side of that that I like because I don't... I don't think I'm nostalgic, but I just think that we don't... Collectively, we look at history... We shouldn't look at it the way we do. Like on a singular plane? Yeah, why should it be this timeline? Why can't it be stacked? Why can't we just be the result of everything that came before us and just accept it? Yeah. And have a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Like, life could be more of a gumbo. Yeah, it doesn't have to be so linear or two dimensional (laughs) or black and white. And I feel like, and I've also, we've talked about that how it seems so many perspectives nowadays are so black and white and extremes and absolutes. And it's like life never worked that way. Right. And, you know, and that follows along with that. It's it's a, it's a mod podge of everything. And you can choose to filter, but that doesn't change that it didn't exist. <laughs> and history is even relative. The what, you know, it's We could think of the 1950s as being a long time ago, but dinosaurs were even longer and that this was even longer. Mm-hmm. So it's like what, you know, our distance from 2023 1953 is long to us, but short in terms of everything. Yeah. Like, it's a blip in terms of everything. It's true. Yeah. And I bet the the history that was at the Library of, like, Alexandria, or any of those old, old school libraries, was a much different thing than we are using today, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a relative Yeah, what they thing. called a library could be what is a museum to us. It doesn't necessarily, mm-hmm. like... Things have even different interpretations. Yeah. I hope that's I what you meant. I'm sorry. I think so. <laughs> okay, cool. I hope so too. <laughs> yeah, there's probably so many things that got lost in translation or stuffed away over time. Because, right. again, like, to make a little tiny example, if I go into your room, where is your best jewelry? It's not in my room. Right. That proves my point even more then. Like we hide if we're hiding our own best stuff, why do we think that they did the bigger like (laughs) they have bigger and better stuff? Of course, yeah. So why wouldn't they hide it? You know when people say, I can't believe how much whoever lies. Whether it's this side this side, they all we, we lie to each other constantly. Excuse me. Even positively. if it's through deception. Yeah. So we're doing it, you know, how many times you say, oh, don't tell Cousin Joey <laughs> this. Don't mention this to this person or don't do that. 
Or don't say that we went here because we didn't invite that person. If we're doing it to the people who we love, what's to say that, like, why would we think that the bigger, bigger the people, people that are... don't love us. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So that, yeah. I, I kind of went down a different rabbit hole with that, but... No, I like these rabbit holes. I'm all about them. It's definitely over a thousand recorded book burnings through history, probably. I mean, within the thousands, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I think if they were so advanced to be able to do pyramids, mm-hmm. how can you not think that they would have some form of, like, advanced safe or, like, some form of security for, like, their most treasured things that they, are also so advanced that we we may be staring at them and other things. <laughs> oh, yeah, Man, well, I, I go down to conspiracies without even knowing it. But, like, it could be right in our face. And, you know, in the past, someone would be like, oh, yeah, that's our safe. Well, <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's this. Why are you that glorifying was, it? Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, that was basically it. Like, the, the purpose of these the hidden societies was to guard knowledge from the, the common, yeah. you know, schmo. Oh, so they're, so they're in on that uh, that museum. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, if, if it's if it's multi, if it's many billions of dollars, they're there. They're there. <laughs> they're involved. They're on mm-hmm. <laughs> So I ran into a conspiracy just this morning. Mm. You both will get a kick out of. Yes. But um, <laughs> apparently, Kyle Larson is either a reptilian or <laughs> an alien. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! All right, let's go. <laughs> no, it's just some weird dude on YouTube who just knew. Yeah, probably. It'd be, it just would make life so much funnier. It's alien Well, another podcast has come and gone, and I want to thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Isaac and Jillian and I. We covered a lot of ground and it was a lot of fun. Um, With each week that goes by, we are creeping ever closer to 100 episodes. and I'm excited about that. We got a lot of cool ideas coming up. A lot more historical podcasts and a lot more really fun, cool guests that I'm excited to share with you all. Uh, If you'd like to listen to more podcasts for whatever reason you can find more episodes of the planet shivers podcast on all major podcast platforms as well as youtube with some video going on also um, in a couple of weeks i'm going to be involved in the create and be studios black culture event here in strasburg um the, the cb art studio run by courtney and sylvia and Every year they do a real fun job and the show grows a bunch every year. So I'm looking forward to this year. And uh, yeah, that's May 5th and 6th. Thanks again for listening to this episode. A lot of cool stuff coming up. You can see what I'm up to on Instagram at Albert Shivers or on the internet at www.albertshivers.com. And going to have a lot of stuff cooking. So stay tuned. I'm going to try to get this podcast back to once a week. It's been bi-weekly for a while, but we're going to jump back on the horse and give you guys plenty to listen to, whether you like it or not. Until next time, take care of yourself and take care of somebody else.